Sorry I'm late. Um, my script that runs when I do the podcast broke in a way that I still can't really quite figure out. So I was like hmm. trying to fix it. I was like, oh, is this just a quick fix? Uh, but no, I have no idea uh, why it's acting up or and not working. So Turned out to be a slow fix. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So um, I'm... I'm late because I was trying to fix it and then it wasn't working and then I had to like do everything manually. Like I had to like manually open all these windows, you know, and it was one of those things where like now it's been so long since I've like manually started the podcast that I don't remember how to do it. You don't even know what you're doing now. Yeah, I had to like, because like part of the script is like it opens up certain folders and stuff for me Mm -hmm. and removes things from Dropbox and puts things into Dropbox and like it's a bunch of stuff prepped and like it just, none of that happened. So I'm like, this is, I mean, this is awful. <laughs> yeah, what a letdown. <laughs> Shouldn't things just work? Yeah, I mean, I, I, part of it is like Dropbox change. So now instead of like everything being in your like root Dropbox folder, it's in like your, your root Dropbox folder is now just like your name. And then all the stuff that was in the root Dropbox folder is now inside that folder. So when, like, the script runs and it's like, hey, delete this file, the script is like, I have no idea where that is because you moved it. Like, <laughs> it, like it, but it doesn't know that. So it's just... Yeah. <sighs> so that'll be fun to figure out. I thought I fixed that part, but then it was, like, still, it just, it would seem like it, it seemed like it was running, then it would just hang. Like, at least, I don't know, I got it from, like, it was giving me an error message to now it's no longer giving me an error message, but now it's, like, it seems like it's not doing anything. I don't know. It's yeah. just, this is going to be a pain in the ass, so I'll figure oh, it out boy. eventually. Yeah, hopefully. All right. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. I, uh, so I, I bought my Steam Deck. Oh, really? Finally? Yeah. It was, I got an email yesterday, which I, I think I looked it up. It was like one year to the day from when I placed the reservation. Really? Yeah. And they emailed me and they're like, hey, you're ready. Your order's ready. Like, if you want to buy, like, you, now's the time. You have 48 hours. Hmm. And um, I was that backlogged, huh? Yeah. Well, plus I I put my reservation in a little late. Some people started getting theirs like you know a few months ago. Um, gotcha. But uh, yeah. So I, I when I got the email, I did spend like a minute or two being like, ah, but do I really need it? Should I get it? Do I want? And then I was like, you know what? Like, I kind of want like a dedicated gaming PC type thing because I have a Mac which means, like, multiple things now. Like, one, it means that, like, you know, it's just not great for gaming. Two, a lot of games are not, like, not even made for the Mac. Three, yeah. there are a lot of games I own that, like, never got updated to 64-bit, and the Mac is only 64-bit now. So I'm like, well, how do I play 32-bit games? Well, probably, like, on this, right? You know, or and then, and then I tried to run a game the other day, and it was like, oh, your computer is not compatible because you're not running Intel. You're running ARM. And I'm like, so now, like, just... But because of the processor that's in the computer, I can't, like, it's just annoying. So so I was like, yeah, I'll get, and plus, like, what do I set aside money for? Like, I purposely set aside money <laughs> to be, like, a Tyler's toy fund. You know what I mean? Right, yeah. <laughs> so I uh, I just figured, all right, I'll 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 buy it. So um, How much was it? Total, because uh, I got the middle one, the 256 gig one, um, and it was 558 like, with tax okay. and shipping. Yeah. So... Um, and it was actually kind of funny because when I hit, when I clicked through to like make the purchase, um, I put in my credit card info and I hit like, okay, proceed, check out, whatever. And then the page refreshes and it says 
card declined. And I was like, well, that's oh new. That's never happened before. So I right. look over at my phone and I have a notification that I see it pop up. And it's like, your card was declined for suspicious activity. Let us know if this is you. So mm-hmm. I like went into like the Apple card, Apple wallet app. And it was like, is this you? Which I guess in like makes sense. Because like normally a Steam purchase is like a game that's like what 20 30 50 60 bucks yeah and here i am spending 500 plus dollars on steam (laughs) that probably is unusual activity (laughs) yeah i've had that happen once with my apple card um something unusual something out of the ordinary that i just quickly confirmed was me um it's a nice feature though because sometimes i mean before the apple card it was like you have to wait for a call or call your bank and say like no this was me right whereas now it just comes through on the phone it's so convenient right um yeah i remember the only other time i had a card declined was my and my debit card was declined when i was trying to buy college textbooks because they were like you don't usually spend this much money in this in one place and i'm like you're right i don't but now i have to and i had to like call them and it was like a whole thing but yeah this just came through on my phone and I, i was just like verified yep that's me and um, they were like, okay, you're good to try again. And I just like refreshed the page and hit continue again and it, and it worked. So there you go. So yeah, that was, that was nice. Um, so I, and then I, and then I looked up like, okay, well, once I place the order, like how long does it take to ship it? You know, I don't even know how long it takes. So I, I started Googling around, started looking like on Reddit and stuff. Like how long does it take? And, and there were a lot of people who were like, I ordered it Monday. I got it Friday. Hmm. so apparently they're like they don't even let you buy it until they're like ready to ship it out basically and then they do immediately so yeah so hopefully like you know by this weekend or sometime like early next week uh i'll have it which is cool yeah i'm interested in that i'm interested to see how heavy it is yeah what the battery life is like yeah I'll i'm bring interested it in a lot of things yeah yeah for sure what, what what's the what's the first thing you want to play is there something in mind you've been waiting on to, um, to play on this that's a good question it's a great question i mean i'm for i mean a while back i was like kind of itching to play portal again which is a game that's like mm-hmm. only 32 bits so i can't play it on like any of my computers yeah uh, maybe i'll maybe i'll replay portal but i think part of it's also like just i just want to be, i want to have it around to be able to like so that if there is a game I want to get, I'm no longer limited by like, oh, well, will this run on my Mac? And what does that mean? Like, right. and, and I just feel like this, you know, this opens up uh, possibilities for what games I can play, you know? Yeah, totally. So I thought I figured I better have it around. And plus, you know, this is what I put money aside for, you know? Right. For toys like this. So, yeah, yeah. So, hey, speaking of video games, how far did you get in Stray? I already got the Momo. <laughs> This game looks fun. I, I I I heard about it. I totally forgot it was coming out. Did you buy it? Yeah, yeah. No, I bought it. I bought it today while I was at because the game came out today as we record this. I bought it uh, today while I was at work, and then I just told it like, okay, download it to my PlayStation at home. And when I got home, I turned on the PlayStation. It was there, ready for me to. And I just started, and I was playing it basically until I had to get ready for this. So it's fun. It's really, it's really, it's really cool. It's really fun. Yeah, I was, I, I hadn't heard about it, or if I had, I forgot about it. But when I saw it last week, I was like, um, I'm sorry, this is a like puzzle adventure game set oh, in a cyberpunk puzzles? dystopia where you play as a cat. Maybe the greatest game of of all time. Like, <laughs> I, yeah, I didn't even know all of that about it. I thought it was just like cat simulator or something. No, it's like there's like sort of a story to it where it's like you, you and and you. You have to like solve puzzles. It puzzles in like environmental puzzles in the sense that like, oh, how do I get past like this area? There's a big spinning fan blade. Okay, let me let me pick up the bucket and throw the bucket at the fan, 
and that stops the thing that blocks it and that way i can get through you know like it's like stuff like that hmm. you know so yeah it's uh it, and it's and it's funny like you know there's there's a dedicated meow button you know i love a video game that's funny yeah like and or like like um Sometimes, like, just doing cat things, that's the other thing, is they let you just do cat things. Like, if there's a carpet, they let you just scratch at it. It doesn't do anything. <laughs> it doesn't advance the story in any way, but you can do that as long as you want. Or, like, a tree. That's what, that's what you would want out of a cat video. Yeah, and there's even been a couple of times where, like, doing that actually advances something in the sense that, like, like there was one time where I was like, oh, here's something I can just scratch at. And I started scratching at it, and, it, like, a, like, it was like a curtain that, like, fell down. I'm like, oh, there's a window hmm. I can jump out. Perfect. Like... I was wondering where to go next. Like, here we go. Like, so sometimes just being a cat and doing cat things does actually help something, which I think no, is fun. Cool. Yeah. I, I, I miss playing video games. I haven't played a solo game or like in a very long time. I was playing Arkham city and that was fun. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just, I just rarely find the time for video games. Yeah. You're very busy. Some, it's something I like a lot, but yeah, I don't know when it, cause the thing is when I want to play a video game, I don't want to just sit down and, watch it for 30 minutes like i could sit down and or play it for 30 minutes like i could watch an episode of curb in 30 mm-hmm. minutes i want to like be there for at least an hour probably more and yeah well the nice thing about stray is that apparently it's like only like four or five hours so you how could... much how much was it 30 oh that's not bad that's not bad um so yeah I, I, and it's and it's cute it's fun you know so um so are you is that what you're watching? You're on you're back on watching Curb again or Um not really. Uh it's just sort of whenever I have the time and there's nothing else I want to watch or or if I'm caught up on everything, I'll just put on an episode of Curb. So it's like I might watch one every week or two or something. Just cuz there's a lot of shows that I'm watching that are airing weekly right now, so it's like I don't want to I'm only watching those shows. I'm not watching like anything else, any other big drama or anything. So it's like, uh, if I'm caught up on everything, why not just put on an episode of Curb? Yeah, yeah. There's that, I'm, I can I'm, watch that months apart. Right, exactly. Um, yeah, I'm, boy, you've mentioned TV. I've I've realized how much stuff is coming out, like about to come out too. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, like, I mean, we are just weeks away from House of the Dragon and Rings of Power. Oh, I mean, God. those are going to be. Hu- I mean, those are going to be huge, right? I mean, it's like. <sighs> Those those shows are like required mandatory viewing just because it's like, well, everybody's going to be talking about it. So we have to at least check it out. You know what I mean? I'm going to hate these shows so much. You don't, you don't think you're going to like it? Oh, well, I mean, Lord of the Rings, I think it's going to be bad. Um, <laughs> the, the dragon show, may, maybe it'll be good, but I'm just going to be so angry while I'm watching it. <laughs> so ne- neither of these shows is going to be good for me. I hope I'm wrong. I yeah, hope I'm wrong. You're really I'm, just looking forward to the Jon Snow show. <laughs> yeah, thrilled about that. <laughs> God, what a waste. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know, and I don't know what I'm going to do because there's a lot of stuff happening right now. And then on top of that, like I'm, I'm about to finish The Sopranos finally. After, oh really? You know, like a year of like watching it kind of on and off. Um, I feel like it's been like five years. Yeah. Well, I well, I, I was looking at it. I only have like ten or twelve episodes left, so I could probably hmm. finish it this week. You know, I'm I'm like into the. I think I'm like in the about to finish the first half of the last season because they kind of split into two. Kind of like a lot of places, a lot of shows been doing these days. But um, yeah. So 
yeah, I could probably, I think I might probably might be able to finish it this week. And then once I finish the Soprano, well, after I finish Sopranos, I got to watch many scenes of Newark, obviously. But then um, after that, I think I'm going to go right into Breaking Bad. Now we're talking. Yeah, because like you and another friend of mine, like people tell me like you got to watch it. And I, it's always been on my list. And I feel like, especially now with Saul, like everybody's raving about Saul being even better than Breaking Bad. And I'm like, oh man, I got like, I got to get on this. I got to watch. So I'm, I'm going to watch Breaking Bad. I'm going to watch, uh, then I'll, I'll watch Better Call Saul right after that. So um, plus I'm going to try to keep up with, you know, all the, all the new TV shows that are coming out and, uh, you know, all the Marvel stuff, all the, all the Lord of the Rings stuff, all the Game of Thrones. I mean, there's just so much, so much content. It's hard to keep up, but it's I'm going to do my be busy. best. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot going on right now. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, and I mean, can I just ask you a question? Hmm. Do you feel this conversation is going well? Uh, sure. Because I'm, I'll tell you, I'm just going to be honest. I've rehearsed this conversation dozens of times before we actually started. In a replica of this podcast. <laughs> In a video. replica of this podcast. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. The rehearsal, uh, is w- absolutely wild. I mean, this is incredible. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't even like know what my opening statement is about this show. I was so speechless watching it I, I i'm just completely blown away at what he's doing right now i i, yeah, I mean go ahead he, he he made the truman show <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's the truman show in real life it's happening and it's it's so eerie and creepy and funny it's it's absolutely wild yeah um you know people I feel like everyone's been talking about it on Twitter the last few days and it's, it, you know, people are making really good point. Like this is why you give like really weird creative people lots of money because yes. they make, they make stuff like this and it's amazing. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's uh, when, you know, you watched it before I did and you said like HBO spent a lot of money or he spent a lot yeah, of HBO's clearly. money and boy, yeah, does it show. I mean, it's like, it's, it's pretty shocking. It's, it's amazing. <laughs> I, I like, and this is episode one. Like, I, I feel know. like, what is the season finale going to be? You know what I mean? Like, he usually I, I, goes all out. Yeah. It goes big for the season finale. This already feels big. Where does he I go mean, from he, here? I saw someone comment online. They think the finale is going to be Nathan has to rehearse a major life event of his own. Um, that would be so good. That would be interesting. <laughs> I, I just, like, couldn't believe. my. Like, I'm, I'm watching, like, the the end of this episode in this guy – is confessing a really stupid secret to someone. Yeah. Um, and like the whole time I'm like, yeah, she's gonna, she's hardly going to react. Like who yeah. cares? No one would care about this. <laughs> and I'm watching it and my heart is pounding. I'm like, Oh my, what the hell is going to happen? I, I couldn't believe how invested I got. And <laughs> I don't know how, how tense it feels for something. So, uh, so small, something so unimportant. Right. Right. It's uh it's amazing. It's really cool. It's a really cool show. I can't wait to see more of it. <laughs> yeah, it's man. And the thing is it it feels like a sequel to Nathan for you. Absolutely. Like it feels it feels like the same character. Yeah, no, this is the line between character and person is blurred <laughs> more than ever with him <laughs> right now. I don't I don't know where Nathan starts and Nathan Fielder ends. But... Right. 
No, absolutely. This is, I mean, this is his better call Saul, right? I mean, it's, it's the follow up show that's somehow even better than the original. Yeah, yeah. No, it's true. It's true. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. So that's, plus, that, that, like, there's shows that have, like, come back that I'm, like, still not watching. Like, you know, like, what we do in the shadows is back. Only Murders in the Building is back. I haven't even started yeah, that's those good. yet. Westworld is back. I haven't even started it. Like, Still haven't seen the new Stranger Things. I mean, I'm swamped. Yeah, I think I'm. I might give up on my Stranger Things boycott. <laughs> I've heard. I've heard enough good things from people I trust that I think it like it's earned me giving it a chance. Um, but then again, I, I was gonna watch it Sunday night. I was like, all right, I'll just wind down. It, it was. It was somewhat late. Like I could have gone to bed, but I was like, eh, I'm not that tired yet. So I, I just pulled it up. First mm-hmm. episode was an hour and 20 minutes. And I was like, yeah, I'd rather do anything else right now. Um, <laughs> yeah, but did, I don't, how do you find the time for that? Well, did you the, see the, the run times of all the episodes? Yes. The finale is yeah. like the length of most Marvel movies. It's, yeah. it's, no, every episode's I, like, it's eight, so like 80 minutes and the finale is two and a half hours. It's crazy. Yeah, no, it's 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 no longer finding the time for TV. It's finding the time for nine movies. <laughs> like the <laughs> most of the episodes are short movie length, you know, right. like right. a kid's movie length. But it's right. still a movie. Yeah, like, I mean Sherlock was three episodes a season. Give me a break. Yeah. I I saw someone propose that what Netflix should have done is how many episodes are there? Nine? I think it's nine. What Netflix should have done, and this is an interesting idea, um, is release eight episodes all at once. Instead of seven and two, release eight all at once and then put the finale in theaters. People would go. Oh, oh everyone would have gone. I mean, that would have that been, been so cool. That would have been huge. You put out the first eight episodes and then... Give it like a month or two or something? Yeah, give it a month and then you put the finale in theaters. That would... For like, like even like a one weekend only event would be incredible, right? I think they would have made a ton of money, but that's a really good idea. Yeah. Wow, I'm I'm disappointed they didn't do that now. <laughs> right? Maybe I would have watched it. Yeah, exactly. Maybe I would have like raced through those first eight episodes to go to the movies with my friends. Um, yeah. But yeah, because like, like there's an argument to be made that like TV is becoming movies. I mean, it, it already kind of has in a way. I mean, every show now, like now every show that gets made is the new most expensive show ever made. You know what I mean? Like it's like yeah, yeah. every show is like millions and millions of dollars per episode. Like it's crazy. And, you know, there are some episodes of television that are better than some movies where like there are some episodes of tv that i'm like i wish i could have seen this in a theater like i like you know what i mean like don't you wish you could watch like your favorite episode of thrones in a theater you know what i mean uh it's never really something i've thought about honestly um but i i i do agree that i I think at least for me over the last couple years um i've enjoyed tv a lot more than movies um yeah there's a lot of better content out there that that is an interesting idea though i don't know i just i wouldn't i don't think i would pay to see a lot of tv in theaters because it's so, just so short but hmm. yeah i mean but yeah but it would have to be like you know a, a long episode it would have to yeah, be like, like the oh, finale we did of a season or something right like the oh oh the finale of the season is 90 minutes instead of an hour okay well that could be worth seeing in, in yeah. the theater yeah i mean yeah, i would do that yeah, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not talking about like a 42-minute episode, right. an, obviously. But 
you know, as as episode lengths expand and contract at will, I mean, why not? Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Although I think the problem, although now I'm thinking about it out loud, like the problem that could arise is people padding their finales with extra shit that you don't need <laughs> to get it to a runtime that is a reasonable length to go put it in theaters. You know what I mean? That could yeah, yeah. happen. Which, you know, we could have a whole conversation about Netflix bloat where they just, they pad their shows to fill, I don't know. But anyway, should we, um, should we start talking about, uh, what our our topics tonight? I mean, we've got to talk about Miss Marvel, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you? So let I mean, let's get into it. Let's get into our main topic. We're talking okay. about we're yeah, talking about Miss Marvel. Yeah. What did you What did you think? Uh, I didn't watch it. Um, <laughs> I didn't watch it, but I, I I am curious in hearing what you said or, or what what you have to say about it. Um, I mean, I I didn't watch it because I'm just so tired of these shows. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, th- I think I talked about this on an episode or two ago, so I don't feel like I need to go deep into it at least. Um, but I'm really exhausted from these Disney Plus shows, and this one came out, and I'm like, I am just, I don't know this character. Um, I'm just so not interested in, in it. Plus, there's like, it helps too that there's f- literally like five other TV shows that I really want to watch right now. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'm just, I'm just gonna skip yeah. this, and may- maybe one day I'll watch it. If it turns out to be important, I'll watch it. But it seemed like it got pretty good reviews. Um, but I'm, I, I just feel like I'm going to feel the same way I have about a lot of these shows recently. Um, so I didn't watch it, and maybe one day I will. But that's where I'm at right now with these shows. Yeah. So okay. So here's my thoughts on on Miss Marvel, the the TV series. Um, first of all, great casting. Love Iman Vellani as uh, Kamala Khan. I think she's great. Um, some great characters. The parents are great. Um, there's some good st- I mean, yes, they changed her power set from the comics. I can live with that. I can get over it. That's fine. Like, whatever. Um, when I saw the first episode of Miss Marvel, I mean, I think I told you how I felt. I mean, I, I saw this first episode of this show, and I'm like, this is the most extraordinary thing Marvel has done in years. This is this is outstanding. I mean, that that is a fucking incredible pilot. I mean, it's it's like Scott Pilgrim plus Spider-Verse plus Marvel. It's like all sorts of like wow. some of the greatest stuff that I've seen in years all put together. It was it was really I was blown away. I was blown away by this first episode. And because it just it felt like oh plus like throw like book smart in there too like like co- like great coming of age stuff combined with like like the Scott Pilgrim Spider Verse type stuff where it's like yeah we can put anything on screen and draw stuff and like like just so cre- I was like this is the most creative thing I've seen from Marvel in so long like this is a this is amazing and. Then I kind of started thinking about it, and I got nervous, and I was like, well, I sort of felt this way about, about the beginning of WandaVision, where the first three episodes <laughs> right. I thought were outstanding. And then it became like Marvel mess. And then I was like, well, I'm worried that it'll happen with this show too. So I watched the second episode, and I was like, this is also really good. Second episode, also fantastic. Like, this is the confidence with which – like, they know exactly what story they want to tell and how they want to tell it, and they're doing it in exactly the right way, and they're executing it so well. I'm like, this is – this is fantastic. This is so, so great. 
And then I saw the third episode and I thought it was dog shit. Oh boy. And I mean, I finished the third episode and I'm like, I don't know what happened. I don't know who these <laughs> characters are. I don't know the story. I don't know the plot. I don't know oh, what I'm gosh. supposed to care about. I mean, it was, it was weird. Oh, and then, mess. and then four five and six, I was like, okay, I'm still kind of confused, but there's some, actually some really cool and interesting stuff here. I mean, they, there's an episode where half the episode, half the episode has like none of the main characters and takes place like 70 years ago. Like, hmm. Interest, like, bold choice, like, interesting thing. There's some, like, Harry Potter, Prisoner of Azkaban time travel shit that I fucking love, you know? Mm, so, cool. like, you know, that part was cool. Um, it, there's, there's good, and then, and then, like, by the finale, it, it kind of started to get back to, like, what I liked about the first two episodes, where it was, like, creative and there was stuff happening on screen, but it just, like, it felt like they put all the creativity into the first two episodes. And then the rest of it was just like Marvel, 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 like Marvel hand wavy stuff. Like, okay, now we need villains and plot and all this other stuff with super villains, superheroes, superpowers, all this. And then they sort of got back to a little bit of the creativity in the finale, you know, as kind of like a pick me up. But like, and it left me feeling so mixed about it because I was like, wow, some of this is like the greatest stuff I've seen in the MCU in so long. And some of this is just like I'm so confused. I don't understand. Like, I, like, and I like the characters, but I'm I I just I was confused. And and maybe there's an argument to be made that like maybe this should have been eight episodes. They're stuck in the six episode format, even though it's yeah, streaming. they really are stuck in that. Even though it's streaming, and you could have as many episodes as you want. Like Mando was eight episodes, and it was fantastic. It was great. Like, I they need a, they need a breakout. Like, they need a breakout of something. Like, I I. I think maybe they're still doing like six hour movies instead of making six or eight episodes of television. It's, it's really, Mm -hmm. it's frustrating. It's, it's, it's very frustrating because it was so creative and so cool and so fun. And by the end of it, I was like, it it got, it it got brought back down to like, well, it's part of the MCU, which is like, it's weird that that's like a bad thing that I'm saying. (laughs) Right. Right. It's really weird, but like it, it, I, I just wish that creativity and, and that funness carried through the whole thing. Um, so, but, uh, but like it, when it wasn't by the end of it, I'm like, this isn't bad. Like a lot of this is actually kind of working pretty well and it surprised me with some stuff and impressed me here and there. Like, but you know, overall I was like, I was like, it's still like mostly positive, but still like, it was like, I got a glimpse of like what could be like a whole new stylized take for something in the MCU that was really different. And, mm-hmm. and then it just fell back and I was like, no, you had me like I, it. So I don't know. And I, you know, so I, that, I, that's pretty much all I have to say about it. And there's no spoilers in there. Cause I, I'm the, to me, the purpose of the show is like introduce Kamala Khan and Miss Marvel. And I think, I think it did that well. Um, but like this, this particulars and the specifics of, the bad guy and it's just like i just i just kind of wonder what would it have been like if they made a show where they didn't need to have a big you know a bad villain and a whole thing wrapped up in this and what if they just did it like it's it's a teenage girl it's a coming of age story right, she gets her right. powers like stop like she just you know, deals with high school drama <laughs> yeah, like the honestly that was some of the best stuff like it was 
I mean, like the way and the way they do texting in the show is so cre- I've never seen texting done this well in anything ever. Wow. I, I was blown away by it. And then and then by the end of it, I'm like, it's a fucking MCU show. Like it's it's <laughs> it's really weird. It's really yeah. weird that like this is like it because it, it just feels like it could have been so much more. And it was like brought down it was felt like it was dragged down it felt like it wanted to be a really great coming of age story and it and it was excelling at that and then it got dragged down by like but it has to be really marvelly not just in the mcu but like it has to feel like everything else in the MCU. like like why not just do why not just do a coming of age story about a girl who who gets superpowers and has to learn how to use them while handling like teenage high school drama and it happens to be set in the mcu no, we got to have a supervillain. Yeah, that's the problem. That's the problem. Is like it's like it's not enough for it to be connected to the MCU. It's like they have to make it f- make sure it feels like everything else. And I'm like, "No, we're getting sick of everything feeling the same. Do something different." <laughs> like Yeah. Th- like th- again, I keep saying this over and over again. Like the fact that it is part of a cinematic universe which is now like a way too overdone thing but like the fact that something that like some ip is part of a pre-existing ip universe that is enough that is enough to get people to watch it like mm-hmm. you, like you don't need to say oh well if it's too different we're gonna lose people no i don't think you will i think i think there's enough there's enough people like you and i who are mostly suckers for this stuff and will watch anything even if it's radically different in fact i welcome it to be radically different yeah, i'm no, sorry I think I'll stop people would prefer now. that yes uh, okay so i'm done um yeah <laughs> it, it makes it makes me wonder um is is She Hulk gonna be a, a courtroom drama, or are we gonna get a supervillain there too? Well, I think they uh, already said that's a comedy. Oh well, I mean, every, everything is a comedy in this universe. <laughs> what does that mean? I know, I know. <laughs> that that statement means nothing to me. Um, yeah, no. Well, that's that's why when She Hulk was announced, I was like, it'd be great if they did it as a courtroom drama. Where you know yeah. what I mean? And I was like, that would be the greatest, coolest thing cause, because it would be so radically different from anything else. And then when they said like it's a comedy, I'm like fuck you. Like this is, like I'm just like I'm done. I'm like I'm really. Yeah. And we're gonna get more into this when we talk about Thor: Love and Thunder. But like I'm re like, and you're right. There's probably gonna be some big bad supervillain because like that's the rules. That's the rules, and it's annoying. I'm sorry, it's annoying. Or yeah. or have more episodes. Yeah, I mean, WandaVision was nine episodes. You know, like they've got yes, it. but they they've were twenty to thirty minutes each. I mean, well, that's fine. That's fine. Like, do whatever you got to do. But um, my point is, I think they have like a a total time in their head that roughly yeah. corresponds to like forty five fifty ish minute uh, six uh, six episodes. That's fair. And and WandaVision broke that simply because they were doing shorter episodes. But I bet you the runtime is very similar. Yeah, it's probably not too unique. Um, like fucking yeah. credit to Moon Knight, which I fucking hated. Like <laughs> at least it do- at least it doesn't do. It's not connected to anything else in the MCU. I mean, yeah. Like credit there, I guess. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want to ask a question about the tie-in, but that'll get into spoiler stuff. Um, so. We won't Just, do that. No, do it. No, real quick. Nobody cares that, about this show. Go ahead. <laughs> I mean, does the character I expect to show up show up? What character are you expecting to show up? Um, the one with her superhero name in the show. Um, yeah, I'm surprised I didn't get spoiled for you. I fucking saw that on Twitter like the day the finale dropped. Yeah, it's the post credits. 
Uh, oh, it's oh god, that's even more annoying. <laughs> oh god, that that's so frustrating. I, I actually I actually think it's fine as the post credits. I was kind of dreading her like sh- I was kind of dreading <laughs> Carol Danvers showing up in episode six and being like I'm going to solve everything. And I'd be like, well, that's annoying. The Deus Ex Machina. Yeah. But like, I, so I think it. Uh, what I was expecting to happen. Um, was I was expecting Carol Danvers to just show up and be like, hey, I heard you're using my name. What's up with that? But that's not what happens. And what happens is more annoying because it's like, okay, here's set up for the next fucking bullshit. Like, Well, that's what everything is. Yeah, I know. But like, can we just have one thing that pretends to be on its own? <laughs> yeah, we got Moon Knight. Yeah, I guess so. But that was <laughs> bad for other reasons. So whatever. Um. Yeah, I mean, I'm like disappointed to hear everything you're saying but also i'm completely unsurprised like this this is why i didn't watch it like i knew it was gonna be like this and i'm so tired of this feeling it's just it's just way too much it's way too much and none of it's good enough like everything it's none of it's good enough to justify the frequency that we're receiving this at you know and I mean, ev- everything you're saying about the first two episodes, I'm like, oh, God, that sounds really fun. Like, Scott Pilgrim, I love that movie. Like, I'd love to see a take on that in in these Marvel movies. But, no, we can only have that for a short amount of time. We'll, we'll have our fun. It'll be unlike anything we've ever seen in the MCU before, before it's like everything, you know? Yeah, and I, I think maybe this is our that we that this is our segue. We, we now have to talk about Thor Love and Thunder. <laughs> Because yeah, uh, look, uh, my here's my like spoiler-free opening statement, which is like I've got an opening statement too. You go, okay. My opening here's my opening statement on Thor: Love and Thunder. I do my best to judge a movie. I really try to judge uh, a movie based on you know what it is, not not like what I want it to be, not like my preferred ideal of what this movie is. I you know like just. What is it? What is it trying to do? How well is it executing it? You know? And I think Thor Love and Thunder just on its own as a movie is fun. It's 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 pretty good. It's it's got some laughs. I think it's got a little bit of heart in it. You know, it's 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 not bad. It's it's a it's a solid movie. I you know, I, I might I might watch it again at some it, look look, look, there are there are worse movies in the MCU. There's lots of stuff I I would oh, yeah. Well, yeah, would where I would say, oh, I'd rather watch Thor: Love and Thunder than watch that. You know what I mean? There's lots of stuff in the MCU mm-hmm. that's like. This. So I mean, not a bad movie. It's all right. It's it's pretty good. I, I enjoyed it. You know, it, not without its flaws and problems, which I'm sure we'll get into. But like overall, like solid. But I walked out of it just kind of being like, okay, like <laughs> like I just I just feel like nothing. <laughs> like I just feel like I I, I mean it 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 I mean. I just I'm wondering like why does this exist? I like I just I don't I don't I think there's just so much Marvel stuff content coming out and so much of it is like that's pretty good that I'm I'm yeah. like exhausted. I'm like exhausted of pretty good. I'm tired yeah. of pretty good. I'm sorry but like, Oh, but nothing's worse than pretty good. <laughs> right. So I you know it and and I I have spent – it's been two days since I've seen it. I saw it Sunday. Today's today's Tuesday. It's Tuesday. It's Tuesday, bruvs. Um, and I just feel like I have not thought about it at all. Like, I, like yeah. I've tried to think about it and been like, how did I feel about it? And I'm <laughs> tried just like, to think about it. I feel like I'm coming up nothing. Like, I'm just like 
I'm like, okay, that was a movie. Like it, like yeah. it wasn't bad. It was kind of fun, but like, I'm le- I feel like I'm left with nothing. And 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 then and then I also have issues, I have questions about how this fits into the, into the MCU into the larger MCU and what that means and why it exists and you know like like Miss Marvel I get why it exists we're introducing a new character like this I don't know why it exists I don't know why it exists <laughs> like Ragnarok would exists because it was like look we had these two Thor movies the first one's okay the second one bombed you know I mean for the longest time the second Thor you know Thor two Thor the Dark World was like the worst movie in the MCU. Now it's got some competition, but like it's considered the worst thing. And so they were like, we just don't know what to do. Just give it to Taika, like see what he can do with it. Like, you know, and, and he did any, and he hit it out of the park. It was very successful. It was a very good movie. It's that Ragnarok exists because it was like, we want to do another Thor movie, but we're out. We don't know what to do. And we need someone to refresh this character and rejuvenate it and, and retone and fill it with life and bring something new to the table. Would, that's why Ragnarok exists. I don't know why Love and Thunder exists. Yeah. So what's your yeah. statement? Go ahead. Um, well, before before I get into it, the, on on the subject of t- too many things are pretty good. Um, I don't I don't remember who I first heard this from, but they said like good good thing to ask people is what would you give it on a scale of one to ten, and you can't give it a seven. And that's, the, an, and, that's and, an amazing. It's that's an incredible thought experiment. Right, right. No, I, I, th- I think it's really interesting. Not that seven is an invalid answer. There's plenty of things that are sevens, but by eliminating that from the options, it like forces you to to tell me, I, I would recommend this thing or I wouldn't recommend this thing. Like, is it an eight or a six? Like, which which are you leaning towards? Do you think it's sort of like, and eh, just skip it, I guess? Or no, it actually is really good, and I, I, I did like it a lot, and. It, it, removing that is is really interesting and mo- most of these things that i that everything coming out in the mcu not everything but mostly is like a seven to me and if you ask me to remove seven i'm giving it a six yeah, there's I nothing agree. there's there's nothing that's pushing it upwards on that scale so i mean and, and se- seven is exa- seven ex- is exactly what i would give thor love and thunder and if i had to remove seven i would give it a six like there's no surprise there um yeah. As, as far as an opening statement goes, if you are on the fence about Marvel movies, you, you, you're not really crazy about them. You're not a diehard. You don't see everything. They're, they're just all right when they're on to you, but you're a little tired of it. Whatever. If you're not crazy about these movies, do not go see this movie. <laughs> there is nothing here for you. There, there is nothing unique about this movie at all. There's, there's no unique style flavor and any sort of thing that separates it from any of these other movies and one thing i get annoyed about is like i I have people i know who like always complain about marvel movies and i'm becoming that person in a way (laughs) um but people that have like been complaining about these for years that they're just average they're just okay but they still go and see them all so i'm like what are you what are you doing so if you're on the fence about these movies don't go watch this one there's there's nothing here for you and that being said i do still think it's pretty good like it's it's all right it's got it's got a few laughs it's got some good moments some good characters that i like to spend time with but i mean nothing unique about the story nothing unique about um the style of it or anything it's just very 
like bland milk toast Marvel machine movie to me. I'm gonna push back and disagree with you a little bit okay. as far as style because I I felt like this movie at least had some more color to it. I feel like a lot you know there's there's that famous criticism of the Marvel movies where I think I think it was Patrick Willems. Um, that like they all kind of look a little bit samey, a little bit gray, a little bit like there's the, they don't pop, they don't like have. I feel like this movie had color. Yeah, no, you it know? does. Um, it, I, I, and let's see, I'm trying to think of what what else. I mean, like like the whole black and white set, scene. I mean, that's a that's an interesting set piece. I mean, that's that's an that's an interesting style thing. I mean, had that been the grand finale of the movie, I think I thought it would. I, I would have thought that was really, really cool. Um, so I think there's some stylizing things going on here. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, like the needle drops were cool, but also like we're a little bit used to that from Guardians and Ragnarok, you know? Yeah. Um, it, you know, so like I don't know. I I feel like I feel like this movie, Thor: Love and Thunder. I feel like it had a lot of really cool ideas, and I think maybe even a lot of times those ideas were maybe even executed pretty well or really well in a, in a really cool and fun way. But the way those, those ideas were strung together left me confused. I mean, there were times where I was like, wait, what's happened? Like, I was a little bit like, okay, wait, is this person alive? I thought this person was dead, and I'm confused. Like... You know, like it, it felt, it like it felt like if you just put on paper like all the cool stuff that happens in the movie, and like maybe some of the cool needle drop scenes and moments, it would I I would have been like on paper. I'm like, yeah, this is this is going to be an awesome movie, but then the way those pieces are put together, and sometimes in the execution, I'm like, kind of falling down a bit. I mean, did you? I don't yeah. know. Did you feel the same way? Yeah. I mean, can, can we just? Like blow the spoiler horn. Yeah, I guess. yeah. Let's yeah. Spoiler. Okay. Let's, okay. Blow the spoiler horn now. Okay. Um, I mean, yeah. There, there are interesting ideas. Um, like the of a, a villain who uses like that turns shadows into beasts and monsters and kidnaps children. Cool idea. Crazy, crazy cool idea. Could be, could be really interesting. And those first Problem five minutes is, of the movie, great. Yeah, yeah, that too, that too. Um, problem is, at no point do I feel like these kids are at risk. You know? <laughs> well, that's um, the thing. They're, they're, the kids are a yeah. MacGuffin. It's just there yeah. to get the characters to show up. That's why I, I actually, I thought, oh, this black and white scene, I actually thought, this is the grand finale. Here we go. This, that's what I was thinking, watching, sitting in the theater watching it. I thought, oh, this is the big final battle. And I, my guess for what I thought was going to happen is I thought – Thor was going to show up and be like, all right, all right, all right, uh, Christian Bale, where are the kiddos? And I thought he was going to be like, oh, no, I already sent them home. Like, they're fine. They're safe. I just needed to get you here. Like, and I thought, well, that, that I, I was thinking that was what was going to happen. I thought that'd be really cool. That'd be kind of a cool. But no, no, that's not what happened. They, just, they still needed the kids to, I mean, and granted, the actual finale with the kids having the power of Thor, like fun. Fun, cool, fun idea. Like I thought, like I didn't hate that, but it, but it's just like how we got there. It's just oh god, yeah, yeah. the 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 other thing that's like interesting idea, um, but maybe like fell a little bit in execution is like um, all the, all the god stuff where they go to omnipotent city or whatever it is. I, I, um, I don't care. Yeah, 
Yeah, it's I don't know, like so so much of that is interesting. Like all all these gods from different cultures and religions and countries are like all in this one place, and we, they like they cameo on a bunch of the shots and everything, and we get to see them. It's like it's really interesting, but um, they don't do a lot with that idea, do they? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, agreed. I mean, I was sitting there watching it and. You know, the whole scene in the Golden Palace or whatever with Zeus, I mean, it's going on for a while. And at a certain point, I'm wondering, what 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 are we doing here? Why, why are we here? Like, I get there's a plot reason of like, hey, let's team up with everybody and get everybody on board. Of the, like, I get that that's their first idea and that's what they're going to try. And but then it, it doesn't work. But it doesn't work. And I'm sitting there wondering, why, then why are we here? And I'm like, oh, so just to get the golden thing? Like... They're, so they're going to kill Zeus, and then they're going to get the golden lightning bolt, and that's going to be, like, their new weapon, which is cool. Like, I'm pro-golden lightning bolt weapon. That's cool. <laughs> of course. Yeah. I mean, I'm always very pro-lightning bolt weapon, but I, it just seemed like, boy, long time to get here. I, and I guess all we did was kill Zeus and get the lightning bolt. Took took a while to do that. Then come to find out, they didn't even kill Zeus. Yeah. So, yeah, Zeus, character I've never met before today, you know. Which— is fine if you want to have a Zeus cameo, but it just seemed like the whole scene went on kind of a long time. I don't know. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it, it, it went on for a long time for really nothing to come out of it other than set up for the next few movies. You think that was set up? I mean, what, what, what's there to set up? I mean, other than Hercules. I mean, yeah, again, I, that, that scene could have been about. half the length and you still could have set up Hercules. Yeah. No, it's true. It's true. Um, God, what else about this movie? Roy can't. Roy can't. <laughs> Yeah, that was fun. I, yeah. I, I was I was really happy to see him. That surprised me. I thought it was going to be Ryan Gosling. Um, <laughs> no, he's he's in he's Ken. He's in Barbie. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I honestly don't really see that actor as Hercules. Like, I, I, I don't know. I picture Hercules as like bigger and blonder and tanner, not this British guy. Um, but I, <laughs> I I like the actor enough that I'm like I'm I'm optimistic and giving him a chance yeah brett goldstein is his name apparently he was handpicked by kevin feige for that uh, specific role wow which is kind of cool so yeah but um yeah i mean I, I mean i mean what else i mean we have to talk about the guardians i mean they're in this movie and and i get why they are because you know it's end game it happens at the end of yeah. end game they all team so you know it makes sense and mm-hmm. yeah they had to do that Here's what annoys me the most about it, I think. Why does Thor split up from the Guardians? I couldn't tell you. Yeah, exactly. I don't know either. Because they, like it's like one person says like, "Well, there's so many so many distress signals, we should split up." And that's kind of it. And I'm and I'm like, "Okay, so they're just I don't know, like it just I don't know. It's it, the whole Guardian segment seemed a little weird to me. I also kind of got vibes of like, right, only Gunn can, only James Gunn can write the Guardians exactly right. I don't know, but like, but like, I don't know. It it, it kind of seemed off, and I, I almost think like maybe they should have gotten away from that sooner. Or like, I mean, I guess I guess having one battle, one mini battle in the beginning where they're all together, kind of yeah, fun. fun. But. I felt like after that, like, like I almost wonder if, like, like maybe what should have split them up is that, like, Thor realizes, oh, that something's going on with Jane Foster. Let me, let me go do. Th- I'll handle that personally. I'll, get, I'll see you guys right. later. That would have made way more sense to me. But no, so like, I'm not complaining about the Guardians. I just, 
it just they had so little to do, which I I get it. I guess I guess is fine. It's not their movie, but then the way they the way they depart is so weird. It just it didn't that didn't quite make sense to me. And yeah, it is. It is really abrupt. Yeah, and and it and that that's where it really just felt like just what's the first thing? What's the first excuse we can come up with to separate these characters? Great, throw it in the script. Like, <laughs> right. who who was it on on Letterbox that had a joke about? this movie that was like great first draft can't wait to see it when it's finished like yeah, <laughs> yes i saw that one that was really funny was that was that nick was that 24 frames of nick i don't um, know but uh yes yeah, so, and then and then uh yeah i mean i mean we should probably i should probably mention more of what i thought about christian bale because you were right the the idea of this villain shadow demons and whatever that's all that stuff is really cool did not fully understand why he wanted to kill gods, and also I thought his daughter was dead at the beginning of the movie. And then at the end of the movie, he's like, they're talking about her. And I'm like, who are they talking about? Who's the she that they're talking about? And I'm like, the the daughter from the beginning? Didn't she die? Why are they talking about her like she's still alive? Am I the only one who's confused by that? Did I miss something? Um, Am I dumb? Yeah, I, I got that one pretty easily, honestly. Okay, so maybe maybe I just wasn't paying attention. or But yeah. I don't know. I, I I don't know. I mean, I I I got why he wanted to kill gods, um, and it's it's like an interesting, it's an interesting idea for a villain. No, um, I get it intellectually. I don't think it. They sold me on it. I think is what I'm really saying. Well, the problem is they don't show him killing gods. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. That's true. He does it once, <laughs> in the right. first five minutes. Um, but yeah, I don't know. He he's like it's a really good performance, but. Um, I don't know, not, nothing nothing too memorable just because of what they do with the character. Like, at, at no, no point do I think he's going to achieve his goals, really. They're not goals I can connect to. Um, and, I mean, I guess I understand why he feels that way, and that's cool, but it's not, I don't know, as, as far as what I want from a villain. It, it, was, it was pretty good. One, a C to B tier villain. Um, is where I would put it. It's kind of a C-tier villain. Okay, so I'm looking it up on Wikipedia. Um, despite their prayers to their god, R- Rapu, what, uh, something like that, love die. Love is the daughter. Love die. So she does die in the beginning. And then here's yeah. where and then here's where I guess I was confused or not paying attention or too in my head about what is this movie? Like, But um, they destroy the Necrosword, freeing Gore from its influence, but the three are brought to Eternity's realm. With Gore poised to make his wish... He gets a wish? I totally missed this. Yeah, he was the first one to get to eternity. So he gets a wish? Yeah. I Boy, I was not paying attention. <laughs> Thor employs, implores Gore to revive his daughter instead of destroying the gods. Okay, so so she does die, and he brings her back to life with his wish. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, I, boy, I should watch it again. <laughs> but also, like, I don't know, like... Maybe maybe that's maybe that says maybe that's a sign that I that I was like not paying attention or I don't know, not yeah it must be I I didn't think that was uh, too complicated and here's the other thing that I, I I this is why I feel so bad I I I am a fan I'm a huge Taika fan like I love yeah. Taika Waititi like loved Ragnarok loved uh. You know what we do in the shadows, but both the movie and the show, which he's an executive producer on, Jojo Rabbit. Jojo Rabbit, I adore that movie. I think it's a yeah, fantastic movie. 
He's also an EP on uh, Res Dogs, which I liked. Can't wait for that to come back. Speaking of shows coming back soon, that's coming back soon, right? Um, I'm watching Our Flag Means Death. I'm, you know, and I was kind of down on it in the beginning, but that I think that show's getting better every episode, you know. So I'm like, I'm a fan. I, I'm a Taika fan, right? And mm-hmm. I, I just, I'm, I'm almost wondering if like this is the difference between. Marvel reaching out to a creative person, a visionary director, and saying, you know, look, we just need you to fix this for us. We need your help. And just letting Taika do whatever he wants. Versus Love and Thunder, which is more like, all right, Taika, here's what we want you to do. Here's the storyline that you're being given. Like, I just wonder if that makes a difference somehow. I mean, I I, I think Sam Raimi did a better job with here's the storyline now you just go do it um because that's that's kind of a similar thing of like marvel has a story they want to tell just go find a big name director to do it um you know so multiverse of madness is sort of the same thing with with sam raimi but i I don't know i wonder if it's i wonder if maybe it's just maybe this is sort of making the argument for like you know if you're gonna bring in like really creative and visionary people you kind of have to just let them do what they want and then you, you you can't you can't they can't be hamstrung by all your rules and story ideas that you feel you have to fit in there. I don't know. I just thought it was kind of weird. I don't know. What am I onto something here? You think maybe? Um, I'm I'm trying to figure out where it all went wrong too, um, <laughs> and I don't I don't really know because I I like I so agree with you. He's so. I, I love so much of what he puts his hands on, like even stuff he just acts in or directs like the Mandalorian, like, right. right. There, there hasn't really been anything that's been like a swing and a miss for this guy for me until now. And I mean, this isn't even, it's, this is like a swing and a single, you know, it's not, <laughs> it's not terrible. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's I, I, like, I just wonder the one thing that comes to mind for me is I, I think they might've taken what people liked about Ragnarok and just went too far in that direction. They were like, I think pe- might pe- be right. Pe- yeah. Pe- people like Ragnarok because it was the first time that Thor was like actually funny. Um, and uh, so let's, let's just keep going with that and see what we can do there. And it's, I, 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 I complain a lot about humor in these Marvel movies. This is worst case scenario. <laughs> Like it's 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 funny sometimes. It's got decent jokes, but it is every thirty seconds there's a joke here. I I really I really don't think I'm exaggerating. Un- until we get to like the climax, heartfelt part of the movie, um, there we have a little bit of a break. But it's just so much that it sort sort of ruins parts of the movie that I I'm like I I, I know that nothing bad is going to happen. Like there, there's a moment where. Korg dies and I'm like, oh well he's not dead. This movie's too funny and lighthearted for him to be dead, like in this scene right here. And then something happens with Valkyrie and it's like she gets really hurt and you think she might like be out or might be injured or maybe even she's dead. And I'm like, no, there's no risk. There's no chance that she's dead. This movie's too funny. She's gonna just she's gonna make a joke that she's hurt and then that'll be it. Like I don't know. It it really affected this movie for me. I mean and he, and here's the here's the thing. Like, I think Taika normally, I think he usually can do a pretty good job at threading that needle between, like, making a comedy, but also making sure it has heart and sentiment and sentimental moments yeah. that, that work really mm-hmm. well. I think he's usually really good at that. 
I wonder if this is just like, you know, is is it that it's harder to do that when you have less control because it's a Marvel movie, or is it that you know, look, that that formula is really hard to pull off. You know, ha- having a comedy with also you know good emotional moments that really work. Maybe that's just really hard to do, and and you know he's done it a few times before, but you know every, everybody makes mistakes. Like it, like I'm just wondering, like is that what it is? Because like on paper, like because like there are movies that I think are comedies, like like great, like really funny comedy movies that also tr- tug at your heartstrings mm-hmm. and yeah. make me tear. And like there's no reason that this movie shouldn't do that too. Yeah. Right. And, 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 but, but it doesn't like, like there's like, w- you know, one sentimental moment where like, I was like, Oh, m- maybe sort of starting to feel something here, but it doesn't really last that long and it's not that powerful. So I, I, I don't know if it's just, he's bogged down by Marvel stuff. I don't know if it's just like, look, this is a hard formula and you know, nobody's perfect. I mean, cause in a way it is amazing that any movie gets made at all and is any good. Like making a mo- making movies is hard. Like it's really hard to make a movie. So like, I don't know if it's just like, yeah, he, you know, he just, he hit a single this time and said, you know, I, you know, um, yes. Yeah, so, I mean, especially with all the stuff about Jane and the cancer and the dying. And I mean, th- th- there should be enough sentimental, emotional heart moments here that, you know, um, but yeah, I, yeah, I don't, I, I don't know, and and maybe, and maybe also part of it is like this movie, and this gets into like where does this movie? But before I get into that, like before I get into like where, how does this movie fit in the rest of the MCU? Do you have any response to what I just said? Or um, no, I, I, I think you're, I, I, I think you're right um, about a lot of that, and it's, t- I don't know, for some reason, like the the emotional climax of this movie. Um, didn't didn't do much for me you know like it was um like what like with jane dying like it it was sad and maybe i felt a little bit but i wasn't i don't know i wasn't moved at all you know by <laughs> right. that moment i, I don't know so, I don't, and i don't know why that is i don't know if it's just i'm not buying these characters i'm not buying this romance specifically like they they set up all of the they hit all of the things you have to hit for a romance you know like the setup and then something tragic and blah, blah, blah. Like, like they hit all those points, but I'm still not really, I, I should be a lot sadder in that scene than I, than I actually, <laughs> I, I may, maybe part of that too is like, I don't think she's actually dead. Like, of course they're going <laughs> to resurrect her. And based off the after credits looks like that's, that's on the table. Why? Um, what was the after credits? The Val- Valhalla scene. Yeah. But isn't that just, isn't if she's in Valhalla, doesn't that mean she's dead? Yeah, it does. But I mean, I, I don't know. What do you think? Somehow. They're going to do a movie set in Valhalla? Probably. <laughs> I, I, I actually do. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I guess I guess you're not. I, I don't know. To me, I, I was I was like, oh, this is confirmation that she's dead because she's in the you know the the Asgardian afterlife. So she's. I mean, I don't know. But God, I, I, I don't know. I it's, some, right. it's something about something about killing a character and then seeing them a, a, like again in that movie, like that makes it a little bit less impactful. Yeah, I mean, I I see what you're saying. I I think I'm choosing to read it as like 
it, she dies, but you get a little glimpse of like, but she's okay because she's in this nice special afterlife that's normally not for humans, but she gets to be there because she's – so it's it's almost like, yeah, she's dead, but she's like – her afterlife is okay. That's sort of how I'm choosing to read it, but you're absolutely right. They could do something where it's like, oh, we can get people back from Valhalla now. They right. could do that. I mean you, you could be completely correct too, and I, I hope you are. Um, but the fact that they brought Idris Elba in too – Oh man, and I, I I was shocked we didn't see Anthony Hopkins. I really thought he was going to be in this movie. Oh well. <laughs> but um, I mean, I mean, if you want to talk about cameos, I mean, I'm so thrilled Matt Damon was back. I mean, oh yeah, and and Every- uh, is it Luke Hemsworth? I forget which Hemsworth brother it is. Um, one but, of them, and then Sam Neill as well, Melissa McCarthy. Yeah, thrilled about about all that stuff. That's great. That that's the best cameo. I was I was really worried that Matt Damon died in at the end of Ragnarok, but I'm glad he I know. made it. <laughs> yeah, we got confirmation. So, which by the way, that was kind of weird to do the play recap thing again. I mean, to me, I kind of felt like okay after the after the um, Korg narration, which becomes a running theme throughout the movie, and I, and I think. Once you realize this is a running narrative, a, na- a running device throughout the movie, I think it works better than – like cause when I first heard the Korg thing, I'm like, oh, this is their version of recapping the pre- what, what's happened so far. Like like the play in, in Ragnarok, they're doing it with this little Korg story now. Oh, okay. So then when I saw the play in this movie, I was like, wait, we, did we, we already got the recap, I thought. Why are we doing this again? <laughs> And then Korg's right. narration comes in again, like later in the movie, and I'm like, "Wait, why are we hearing more from Korg?" And then, it, and then in the end, uh, we hear it like for the third time, and I'm like, oh, "Okay, this is a narrative device." Okay, okay, um, that's, I'll I'll do that. I'll I'll go along with that. But yeah, I thought I just I felt like please pick one. I don't know. But what I was going to say a second ago about where this fits in the MCU, and and you're talking about why this kind of romance thing is not working, is like. This movie has to do a lot of heavy lifting because the previous two Thor movies – I'm sorry, the first two Thor movies do not do a great job with their romance, I don't think. And even if they do an okay job, it's been so long since we've seen Natalie Portman in one of these movies and Game Aside because that barely counts. It's been so long since we've seen her in any of these movies. It's been so long since we've seen you know Thor and Jane Foster together. That it, th- this movie has to do a lot of heavy lifting of like, remember they were in love, right? Rem- like, it, there's, there's a lot of time spent, more than I expected, spent on flashbacks to them being in a loving, happy relationship. So, mm-hmm. and I, I'm wondering if like, I mean, this is sort of, I'm making the argument for like why you have an interconnected universe, which is like characters, like consistent characters with arcs and stories and and relationships that work well together and then doing interesting things with them. Like that's that's why you have the ongoing interconnected story universe thing is to do stuff like that. And this movie is stuck because it's like they they abandoned this storyline and they're now they're trying to pick it back up and be like, right, see, this is how, right. It was here all along. Right. Right. And I'm <laughs> right. like, no, yeah. it wasn't. You guys, totally, you guys love this romance. Yeah. You guys love this, right? I'm like, no, first of all, nobody loved this romance. Second, we all put this in the trash bin in our minds. Cause it, cause you know, Natalie Portman bailed after the second movie and then you spend a lot of time of, of Thor getting over her and having to deal with grief and sad. Like between, I mean, Thor in Ragnarok, Infinity War, Endgame is like 
all about him being a sad boy and trying to like deal with it. And part of that's because yeah. his girlfriend broke up with him. And now this movie is like immediately like there. Look at the and I'm like. I wish, like you, I wish you would have done a better job planning this out. Like it, it, like I get the real world reasons why this didn't happen this way, but like it sucks that like this is how it had to, or this movie had to do. It, it really reminds me of the Rise of Skywalker, where the first like ten <laughs> minutes of that movie are just like, how do we undo half the shit from the previous movie because we don't like it and we want to do something different. Yeah. And I watch Rise of Skywalker, and I'm like, all right, well, if that's what this is, like, I'll go along with it, and I'll try to judge the movie based on that. But, like, what? why Why did you – like, I don't know. But, and, but, also like, but also, like, I want to see Natalie Portman as Thor. That's fun. It's fun. I want to yeah. see it. I want to do it. It's fun. Like, mm-hmm. I would like to see that. I just – it just, like, for various reasons, it feels like this was sort of mishandled, and they – like – and maybe – and you know what? Like I'm going to praise Taika again. You know what? I think maybe he's doing the best he can. This is – like there, there's a lot in this movie. I mean we haven't – we have not even touched the Jane Foster cancer stuff probably because it's yeah. barely in the movie and isn't very emotional despite their best efforts. But like I think maybe this is Taika trying his best and doing the best he can with like the kind of bloated stuff that's in this movie. It, this movie feels like it's got too much and yet I walked away feeling empty, which is weird. Yeah. Yeah, man, I I don't know. It's it's tough. It's a weird movie and <laughs> not nothing about it is really all that compelling. Um like I everyone had like so moved on from this Jane Foster character. Like they they wrote her out and then to bring her back and sell us the romance another time. It's better. No no doubt is it better, but it's not I'm I'm just not that invested in it. Yeah. Yeah. Also, Sif is in this movie, which I like Sif, but I'm not sure she needed to be in this movie. No. Yeah, I, th- I thought she was actually going to be in the movie. This movie anyway. also, queer bait, right? I mean, that's what everyone's saying, but, like, it's kind of true. Like, they kind of, like, they, like, were open. They were like, hey, you know, we're going to, like, openly address, like, Valkyrie being bisexual, and, like, that's going to be part of her character. And, like, <laughs> and then there was, like, talk about, like, like when like someone asked didn't someone ask Natalie Portman like how gay is the movie and she's like oh it's so gay it's really gay and then oh, you watch the movie and that, it's like yeah. it's pretty it's pretty straight like there's some nods to LGBT stuff but like it's yeah pretty... they make like two gay jokes right I mean I don't know I mean like like Korg has two dads and like they talk about Valkyrie like and her ex girlfriend or something like it's like yeah I don't know like yeah it's, I don't know it's just it's just so exhausting of them telling us that they're going to do this and then they they half-ass it every time that's true that's true yeah i mean i mean like and and it's weird because it does seem like the executives at marvel uh care about like lgbt representation and then you're right they always have i mean victoria alonso who's an executive producer very very high up at marvel works alongside kevin feige like she's a gay woman like you know like there are shot there are photos of like her and her wife like on like the red carpets for all these movies like she like so i think they really do care about this stuff but you're right it, it, it does feel like they sort of half-ass it every time i did think that valkyrie and jane foster kind of had a nice relationship i liked that like jane foster jane foster had confided in valkyrie before she told like you know what i mean like they had like this sort of like secret not romance but like a bond between them which i kind of liked but you know that doesn't really go anywhere. Like I was, I was almost like, oh, I want to see more of them being friends. 
You yeah. know what I mean? I want to see more of them like supporting each other and being there for each other. Like, I, I, and and they we get a little bit of that, but I'm like, you left me wanting more. I I felt like Valkyrie had nothing to do in this movie. I I don't think she did, did yeah, she? Yeah, yeah. I think I I think you're right. I I I think you're right. I mean, what's her arc? I mean, it's just she's bored of being like a bureaucrat and likes to kick ass, so she goes and does that. I don't know. Yeah, she get she gets sad when she's drunk and talks about it a little bit. That's really all we get. Um, yeah. One 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 thing I like that this movie did, I'll pay, I'll pay it a compliment, is I I did like the um that new Asgard has basically turned into a tourist trap. Like I I, I completely feel like bought what that. Happened. Yeah, I know it's it's like it's so infuriating, but I'm like that that is exactly what this would turn into. So um like her getting bored of living that life, um I I bought it. I I, I thought it was funny. Um every everything they did with that little bit um yeah that that part of the movie i liked yeah because that's also like that's that is what it would be like to be a king in like in on earth in modern day it would be like you're a politician like you have to like yeah. interface with like other companies and or like and other right. countries and stuff like yeah that is what it would be like did you see the discourse about the infinity scones thing <laughs> Uh, I, th- I think I did see like a tweet or a meme about it or something. You know, people are just kind of making jokes of like, it, like I, I get that it's a night, it's like a f- good solid joke, Infinity Scones, but like in universe, isn't this like putting up like a Holocaust themed ice cream? <laughs> right, <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, it's odd. Yeah, and and you know, I mean, you mentioned stakes earlier, where it just feels like none of these people are really going to die, right? And I mean, and. It, it it just brings me back to like I sound like a broken record, but like this is why I love Endgame is because Avengers Endgame it fe- it feels like this really like stuff really matters in that movie like because you know it's like a finale you know there's endings you know you know that there's like stakes like like stuff matters in this one you know and a lot of the Marvel stuff has been samey. Uh, pretty good and not really having stakes i mean you you said it perfectly earlier which is like you have to justify why there's so much of this and 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 here's the thing it's not like every marvel movie before this era or phase four was amazing a lot of them weren't yeah like but i think it but the there was a feeling of like you would go to a marvel movie and it was like all right well that one was all right but it wasn't great but hey there's another one coming in a few months and and now it's like it's like i'm watching a marvel thing and i'm like well there's another one next week right and which is great like there's so much of it it's so frequent that like i I, i'm 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 left feeling like i i can't tolerate this much mediocrity i mean it's like and not, not that it's not that it's bad but like it's just like it this is this is where I'm feeling like you, they 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 have to pump the brakes in a sense because it's it, there's so much content being churned out and not enough of it is amazing. There's been some really good stuff, but it's it's like the like I mean if they just released like the Spider Man movie and like the Doctor Strange movie and the Loki show, even the Hawkeye show I thought was pretty like was mm-hmm. probably maybe one of the better tv series like just like that stuff released in in the last like year or two like if it was just that i think we'd feel pretty good but it's it's being drowned out it's being washed away by feelings of like this all this stuff is pretty good and and it i don't understand why all of it exists and 
they either need to pump the brakes and slow down and focus more is what it feels like, or they, they need to they need to step up their game. If they're going to put out this much content, it all has to be really, really great, and you have to always leave me wanting the next thing, and I'm not wanting that. I mean, it says something that I didn't go out and see this opening weekend. I saw it a week later. Right. It says something. Yeah, no, totally. Um, and the, the other thing that, like that that there's a lack of right now um that i think we wanted again get into is that there's like there is no sense of direction as to like what what this universe is going for right now like we we knew for so many movies like what what was all being built to with thanos is the infinity saga yeah like we we know and we're all excited of what's coming like we've got there's just so many things that and they can't possibly connect them all at least i think um the and it's just like it's like what what where are all of these characters gonna meet and what's their big bad gonna be not that not that everything has to be like that but when you do all these cameos i mean pretty much everything has a, a cameo except moon knight and it's like all right so clearly clearly it's going somewhere you're setting up these characters and thing but i have no sense of direction of where it's going and that's that's something i i I would want to know at least at least maybe that could get me excited and here's the thing like when i first started hearing that criticism i was like that's stupid it doesn't matter these are supposed to be able to sort of at least at least mostly stand on their own I, sure. I agree that it shouldn't matter. It shouldn't matter, but it, it's starting to. Well, I think I think it's starting to because it's it feels like well, there's so much pretty good stuff and nothing really blowing me away that it should, we should at least be building. If I'm going to sit through all this, all this, you know, seven out of ten content, at least build to something. Um, I think that's part of it. But also, I was thinking about it, and like we got the first Thanos tease at the end of the first Avengers movie. Okay. There had been how many movies before that? Iron Man one and two, like six, five. You know the Incredible Hulk movie, which barely counts. Thor and Captain America, like that's like four or five movies before, and maybe you know you know five ish movies before we get the tease of like this is the big bad guy. This is what this is what's coming down the, the pipe eventually, and and it's far out, but we're gonna get there, right? Whereas the amount of content that I have sat through over the last two years, I should have a sense of where this is going by this and point. There, and there's none. I mean, I like so nothing at all. I mean, there is, but it's like specul. I mean, it's like speculation. Like Young Avengers, I think they're going to do at some point, but they haven't really said that. I mean, Mar- look, Marvel is announced to be at Comic Con this year. They have Hall H, I think. Like they're going to be announcing stuff. We know they're going to be announcing stuff soon. So maybe we'll get a, a more clear, a clearer answer to this. But right now, I'm like stuck in limbo, where I don't know what's going on. And you know, I, I just, I'm, I'm just, I, I'm, I'm starting to understand why this criticism has come up because it's. I mean, or, or I guess, I guess, Kang the Conqueror was teased at the end of Loki. We know he's going to be in Ant Man three. But even then, it's like not um, – is that the bit? Like what? Like, And now like Miss Marvel teasing mutants, which is like, OK, fine. But what are you doing with that? Like I just – like I don't – I it's, it's, it's all over the place. And maybe, maybe their new strategy is like we don't – maybe their new thing is like we have so much content. It's not all going to connect. 
it's going to be there, in, instead there's going to be like a young avengers thing and then like a came the conqueror and it's going to instead of having like one big finale like an avengers endgame they're going to have like multiple finales to multiple storylines going at the same time maybe that's their plan is to be able to have multiple you know build-ups to multiple finale type things maybe that's what they're going for but again that might be more than they can handle based on the quality of the content and how much of it is being pumped out. And also, maybe that's a bad idea. I don't know. Um, yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm trying to th- – like, with, all, with this, this mini finale idea that you just suggested, I, like, I, I sort of feel like and have felt like that's what they're, they're building to. Um, like – Captain America four is going to be like a finale of a bunch of different things. And, um, I'm trying to think of like, um, I mean, not a bunch of things, just like things from Falcon and the winter soldier, maybe a thing or two from Hawkeye. Um, but I don't know, like all these. So for example, like the, the multiverse stuff, like, Oh, right. That's a whole thing. It really felt like we were going to get something more and like look, looking at it, now sort of like after it's all happened i feel like a little let down by that promise and maybe it's not over but like between um between wandavision loki spider-man and doctor strange it felt like like we knew all of these things were on the table and it felt like oh boy they're gonna do something really really crazy with multiverse and it's gonna be absolutely wild and I I think I I like everything that I just listed those four um, those four shows slash movies, um, but if 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 Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness was the culmination of all of the things that were being set up in those four shows, it se- seems like a little bit of a letdown. You know, like it's not like it, it's a Doctor Strange movie, it, like, and I I thought we were gonna get like Avengers level multiverse. Um, epic finale and it's not really that and it may maybe it doesn't need to be but like it felt it just felt like that's what they were pitching to us and we didn't get it yeah i mean it it's 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 tough because there was also the whole fiasco of dr strange and spider-man should have come mm-hmm. out flipped but then they had to get flipped to the order they're in now because of sony contractual things and and you know and and we know there's a loki season two coming so there's no you know yeah we know there's gonna be more of that you know, so it it part of me thinks that like that's not done, and yeah, I hope you're right. Um, because like I I feel like the way this was supposed to go is that the Doctor Strange movie was supposed to come out, sort of introduce multiverse stuff. The Spider Man movie would have come along and play with that a little bit more, and then maybe Loki wraps it up with their season two. I don't know, like what? I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know what's next. Um. And on the one hand, like, again, I want to, like, if Marvel's new approach is we don't need to have a big thing that we're building towards, we want to be able to just tell some smaller story, you know, almost, almost like if we think of phase one through three as like a big season of TV, what if maybe now the thing about the MCU is like, well, now we have multiple seasons, we have mul- or we have multiple shows going with multiple storylines, we got the multiverse storyline, yeah, yeah. we got the Young Avengers storyline, like, it's like multiple shows it's all in the same universe but it's multiple shows and you know with multiple stories maybe that's how they're thinking and like maybe that's fine where it's like instead of big things it's smaller storylines that are separated in different like maybe that's a new interesting approach 
But again, I'm not sure how well this is working. And some of this is COVID and some of this is Sony contractual things with Spider-Man. And some of this is just they're pumping out so much content that like it can't all be amazing. But like also some of that that I just said is manageable and can and can be changed. Like if COVID messed them up, then like take a step back, hit pause and be like, okay, well, how do how do we like instead of just if COVID messed them up, messed up their playbook, then don't just try to redo the same playbook, but but force it back into the world, like rework it. Maybe. Maybe it needs to be reworked instead of just copying that and doing exactly what we would have done before. You know, I mean, we know the timeline of all sorts of shows and movies got mixed up, not just Spider Man, Doctor Strange, but also Doctor Strange and WandaVision, right? But like maybe maybe they should have taken that as a as a instead of like just hitting pause on it, maybe they should have taken that as a step to really hit stop and step back and rework it and say there's something different we could do. You know, the Sony thing they can't do much about, but like you know, the amount of content they're pushing out, like, maybe that's something they could also, they have control over. Like, like I just feel like they there's there's problems here, and it's it's their own doing. It's created by themselves. And that's, that's what's so frustrating, is, like, they are beholden to, like, it has to meet a certain level, level like, threshold quality-wise, and as long as it's at least a seven, then we can release it. We have to put out this <laughs> right. number of movies every year. So whatever it is, just get it to a seven and put it out. We have to make sure there's a TV show of ours running almost all the time. So we have to pump these out. Like, and it's like, no, you're, 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 I just, it just seems like they're wearing themselves thin or trying to go too big, too much, too fat. I don't know. Something's, something's off and it feels like it could be changed. It feels like it's, it feels like whatever these problems are, it's within their control, but they won't because they're like stuck in their system. I don't know. Maybe they have to. Maybe they have to lose money at the box office or have people not watch their stuff. And you know, maybe, maybe you know, maybe that's what it'll take. And now, of course, there's all this talk about VFX, uh, you know, workers who are like, I don't want to work on the Marvel stuff. It's too much. They're too demanding. You know, there's all that discourse happening now online that people, you know, so. I don't know. I, I, at some point, there, they, I think they're gonna have to, be, have to be forced to do something different because this just—it's—it's like—it just feels like the MCU is barely being held together at this point. Yeah, and the, the thing is, like about the first three phases is like along the way, there's just like inklings of like, oh, I see how this is all gonna connect. Like, right. I, I, I see how this character could meet up with this character and they could do something interesting and they they could help each other out and like. Right now, there's just like way too much to even draw a connection. Like, yeah. hmm, I I could see Shang Chi and Moon Knight doing something. Maybe I have no idea. I could see Shang Chi meeting up with the Eternals. Yeah, that they they make a a plausible team up. Like, there's just no connection to what what any of these things are building up to. And like on the subject of like these mini shows like you got the young Avengers and the multiverse. Like the thing we didn't even touch about or touch on is uh, what, what the hell are they doing with the Eternals? You know, like (laughs) a a, a complete, not a complete failure, but just like it exists is what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, they're they're clearly trying to do something really grand there. Um, and like setting up these new characters and they split the Eternals up and everything. And so they might show up in different places, but it's like, I have no idea, like, 
where all of those threads are going to end up. And I'm also not interested. Right. Like, I, I, I just don't care about these characters enough. I, I saw it wasn't the onion. It was like one of those, like the hard drive or something um, that made a post. that was like um, in, in new MCU show, it's revealed that the Eternals died in off screen car crash. <laughs> it's like, I, I bet, I bet they wish they could do that. Cause no one's, no one's interested. Yeah. Yeah. And now they're supposedly bringing back daredevil, which is like, Again, like there, there is there is an epidemic of passable movies, <laughs> and in and, and content in the MCU, and you're gonna and now now they're gonna do Daredevil, and now I'm like now I don't want them to do, now I don't want you to do that. I want I thought I wanted you to do that, and now I don't think I want you to do that anymore. I I took a look recently at all of the stuff that's been announced, and, and not not even stuff with like release dates. Um, but just just stuff that they've said, like, yeah, we've got a project for this in the works. Um, mm-hmm. I'm I'm gonna see if I can find it. Oh boy, look at this—the amount of things I don't care about here. Miss <laughs> um, Marvel, I haven't watched that. Um, Iron Heart and Armor Wars, do not care at all. Yeah. Um, what else? Blade, Deadpool three, Captain America, Fantastic Four, Thunderbolts, Shang Chi two. Ironheart, Agatha House of Harkness, Armor War, Spider-Man Freshman Year, Marvel Zombies, Daredevil, Wonder Man, Wakanda Series, Okoye Series, Nova. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> I mean, so, I, I'm, interested in, I'm interested in some of what I just said, but there's so much that I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Like, didn't even mention the Halloween special. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. That actually I'm kind of interested in. But Yeah, me too. There's just so much here that's like, who the hell is Wonder Man? Why are you making a show about him? Well, look, look, I, look I didn't know who the Guardians were, and I like the Guardians. So I like I, I hate to do that. I don't want to do that thing. You know what I mean? Um, But you know what else? You know what else the universe is also missing right now? Mm-hmm. A- and Nick Fury. You remember? Oh, yeah. That was the other thing that was sort of connecting – even even before we got to the big Thanos reveal at the end of the first the first Avengers, you know what connected those first few movies? Nick Fury. He kept showing up and being like, "I'm putting a team together. I'm organized." Like you know, at like it that was like it it that was enough to be like, "Yeah, okay, well, Nick Fury's here. He's assembling a you know a team here. Well, this is interesting, right? Where's this going?" Then you see Avengers, like, "Oh, cool. I guess that's where it's going." But what now? Oh shit! Avengers post credits. There's Thanos. Oh okay, I see. All right, they're doing a Guardians movie. Oh well, Thanos is related to. Okay, he's in the guard. Okay, all right, interesting. You know, like it was like every few things there was something. You're right. It, it's, I'm I'm getting more and more on board with this argument. The more I think about it, the more we talk about it. Yeah, and it's not. I mean, what what's the character I just said? Wonder Man. Is yeah. that what his name is? It's it's not even the fact that I don't know who Wonder Man is. It's just the fact that like. I don't know who Wonder Man is, and his show is going to come out amidst five other shows that I don't care about. You know, it's like, well, I don't know who the Guardians are, but that's one of two movies I have to watch this year. So right. sign me up. And it's right. like I don't know. I don't know what any of this is, and I have to watch it. I, I have to watch something f- forty weeks out of the year. Oh God. The other thing that the problem with with Marvel right now is they don't have Shield. And I don't mean that like they don't have Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. TV series. What I mean is like 
damage control plays such a huge uh, part of the Miss Marvel show. And I think it showed up a few times before in other Marvel stuff, like the damage control organization. And it's so clear that this is they're just trying to do S.H.I.E.L.D. again, but with a different name because they already destroyed S.H.I.E.L.D. back in Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. But they need like a S.H.I.E.L.D. type government agency. And like that was another thing that was sort of connecting those early MCU movies was like, oh, here's this Phil Coulson guy. He's with this S.H.I.E.L.D. thing, you know, like, you know, so like that was another thing. And, and, and now they don't have that. I mean, I mean, Stewie from from and I know his name is not Stewie. I just call him that because that's his name in succession. But like the, the cop from Spider-Man No Way Home is also in Miss Marvel as like a damage control agent or whatever. So oh, like really? they're, they're trying to do something there. Um you know, but like, I, I they're so, they're so clearly trying to recreate like the sh- uh, and at this point I'm like, why 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 can't it just be Shield again? Like like right. like, the, like this guy like and I, I and I like him as an actor like don't get me wrong but like if they want to do Shield like stop trying to turn damage control into Shield just do Shield and if you want mm-hmm. someone to be like a guy who's sort of heading up this government division just bring Phil Coulson back it's fine like yeah whatever we like him like it's just it's it's weird. It, it, they're honestly this universe. It's irresponsible. It is. <laughs> it so is. Also, they teased sword at one point. We haven't seen anything of that. <laughs> when did they tease that? You're right. At the end of the second Spider-Man movie, Nick Fury is in agent is. Uh, oh in well, space. yeah. Yeah, I think that's going to be Secret Wars. Um, but you're right. You're right. So, so, like so, so many things that like. They've teased and just like completely given up on because they decided to go in a different direction. Like, you know what I thought about while I was showering today, actually? <laughs> what? Thor's belt. What are, you, what are you talking about? Do you know what I'm talking about? No, I don't. In Spider-Man Homecoming, John Favreau is like loading up the plane and he says, yeah, we got Cap's new shield. We got Iron Man's new suit and we've got uh, Thor's belt. That's, Where the hell is Thor's belt? That's, I think, just like a nod to something from the comics for the super fans. And they put it in there as like – to me, that's on par with the Infinity Gauntlet being in the first Thor movie, right? Where it's like it's a little nod to the fans, you know. I don't know. That one felt like more to me. It felt like they were setting something up. And not not that I'm mad that we don't have Thor's belt. <laughs> I, I do not care about it. It's it's just the point of like the things that they've like set up or referenced that they're taking so long to pay off. No, but like, here, but but here's the thing. Like we sometimes I think give too much credit to, to the Marvel for like being so meticulously planned out. It's really not. It's it's. You know, what happens is I think they drop those little nuggets as just like a fun Easter egg, and then sometimes they realize that they can use it later, right? The perfect example is Cap with the hammer in Age of Ultron, right? Mm -hmm. The little Cap moving it a little tiny bit. It was like a little thing. It was like a little reference, a little nod. It was just for fun, and it didn't go anywhere, and then – Fast forward to they're making Infinity War Part 2, and they're like, you know what? Now that I think about it, wouldn't it we te- – this is actually sort of already accidentally set up for us. What if we – you know what I mean? I think that kind of stuff happens more than we think because because then we see Endgame and we look back on it and go, oh, wow, they set that up in Age of Ultron. No, they didn't. 
they did it in Age of Ultron as a little tiny joke and thought nothing of it and then realized years down the road we could actually use that. So, you know, I don't want to put too much emphasis on little things like that because I do think sometimes it really is in just basically nothing. And sometimes they get lucky and come up with a good idea for to bring something back. So, you know, which... And and maybe maybe everything we've just talked about is totally undone by what I just said about how it's not as planned out as we think it is, and maybe we need to just calm the hell down. But <laughs> I, I think there is – I think in, in phases one through three, the MCU walked this line of feeling like there's a plan, but it's not set in stone. It's not locked down. We have a rough outline. It's not – and this just feels like – it fe- it feels like there's nothing. It feels like there's no overall arching overarching plan, and no. we're when we're begging for there to be something. <laughs> yeah, right. Give, yeah, I don't know. Anything. I, and because I, I feel like because that was the appeal. And we ha- we haven't even we haven't even introduced the Fantastic Four. We haven't even we haven't even recast Wolverine yet. You know, <laughs> like that's going to be huge. Oh, right. God. And for I mean, by the way, I hope they never recast Wolverine. As far as I'm concerned, it never there should never be another live uh, live action you don't, Wolverine. But. You don't think the uh, the Rocket Man kid can do it? Uh, who? <laughs> What's his name? Taron Edgerton? Isn't that the kid from Rocket Man? They want him to be. It Wolverine? was a it was a casting rumor. I don't know. I never heard this. Oh, you didn't hear this? It was, it was maybe not even a casting rumor. Maybe it was, it was like a, it was like a fan cast thing. Like, hey, you know, it would be cool as the Kingsman kid. I mean, I don't see that. <laughs> All right, forget it. I, 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 I see him as like the Human Torch or something. All right, fair enough. Wolverine. I don't know. I don't get that one. I mean, if there, if there's, if they do Wolverine again. It should be a girl. You know. Should be his his daughter. Or whatever. Oh, they Just should do, do that. X twenty three. Yeah, yeah. Give me some, give me something different. Logan. Yeah, that'd be cool. I'm interested in Deadpool. Dead Deadpool three will be the will be the biggest test of this universe so far. It'll be the biggest test of the MCU yet because Deadpool three is such a Ryan Reynolds like pet project. It's his baby. Like those Deadpool movies, it's his baby, and he integrates it into the corresponding universe in whichever way he wants to right like it's like it's so clearly like just like his own little project that they just kind of go off and let him do his own thing you know and it connects when he wants it to in whatever way he wants to how does that work in the machine that is a kevin feige production what does that mean right that's really because if because if it because if if Deadpool 3 feels like just another Marvel, just another MCU entry, just another M- – then it's like, okay, now we see like they're really getting involved in this and they're, you know, mm-hmm. and they're getting their hands in this. But if Deadpool 3 comes out and it's like, wow, felt like another Deadpool movie. It happens to be set in the MCU this time, but it felt like a Deadpool movie. That yeah. would be an interesting sign, I think, that like, oh, Marvel can be hands-off and they can just let creatives do whatever they want. That would that would be that is going to be a really interesting test. I think maybe I'm crazy. Yeah, you know why I'm worried about Deadpool. Go and ahead. This is this this is like nothing at all to do with like anything we know about the movie. Like <laughs> I, I like both of those movies, but one one thing that like I I I I browse the subreddit that basically just shits on Marvel content all the time, <laughs> and it's really funny. And one one of the things they always do is they post screenshots of redditors. Saying like, wouldn't it be crazy if Deadpool showed up and said this? <laughs> and like, so I see like, 
<laughs> I had this vision of like what redditors think Deadpool talks like. And I mean they're they're a little bit accurate, but it's just so annoying that like now I now now I feel like I know oh that's what Deadpool is. No, I, I need Ryan Reynolds to remind me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's see. Who's who's directing uh, Deadpool three? Sean Levy. Sean Levy, who did Night at the Museum, which those movies are okay, right? I like I like the first one. He was let's see he he's produced some good stuff. He's produced Stranger Things. He's pro- he produced Arrival. Um, so he's had his hands in some good stuff. But then like Cheaper by the Dozen, Night of the Museum, like are those known for being amazing? I don't know. Um, Big Fat Liar, Free Guy, The Adam Project is the Adam Project good? Free Guy was no good, right? I heard it was. I heard mixed things actually. Free. Uh, let's see. Adam Project's got sixty-seven percent around. Yeah, that was another kind of not like okay. No, so, but you know, hey, who's who's writing Deadpool three? I mean, that's. I mean, Rhett Reese, who wrote Zombie Land, wrote the first two Deadpool movies, wrote the other Zombie Land. I mean, so okay, so he's he's collabed with uh, Reynolds before on Deadpool, and Paul Wernick. Oh, okay. The, oh, the two of them have wrote Deadpool. Uh, the two Deadpool. Okay, so like it's the same writers. It seems coming back for three. So like that's good. You know, sometimes uh, the screenplay is more important than who's directing. But anyway, I th- I, I kind of think that'll be an, a really interesting test. And then other stuff. Yeah, I'm not sure what else is coming out this year. It's just Black Panther, right? That's the only mm-hmm. other yeah. Thing as far out. as movies go, as far as movies go, with TV shows, it's what She Hulk, Attorney at Law, and gotta be something halloween special and the guardians oh yeah i am groot as well yeah but that's like is that canon i don't even know if that's canon no james james gotten confirmed it isn't right so there you go which is kind of i might i'm fine i might still check it out well yeah i'll I'll watch it yeah so then we go into 2023 with ant-man and the wasp quantum mania guardians 3 the marvels I mean, I'm I like, like, uh, like at this point, I'm like, I'm just watching it to see, like, what can they pull? Can they pull this out and like fix this? Like, um, right. I I feel like, um, I mean, it's it's never what I said after Endgame has never been more true. Where like after Endgame, I felt so satisfied with such a such a wonderful conclusion to the series, such a great ending, you know, such a great season finale. <laughs> if we want to think about it like that, you know, in sure. those term, terms, right? That when I finished Endgame, I, I was like, I'm still going to watch the Marvel, Marvel stuff, but now I'm watching the Marvel stuff as like, well, what are they? How do they navigate this next? I'm watching this as like franchise management. Like, how do they? <laughs> what do they do now with the franchise? Yeah. I'm watching it almost like academically. You know what I mean? It's an I interesting like, case study. And I feel like it, it has never been more true than how I feel right now, which is like I'm still watching it, but I'm watching it like academically. Like, what is <laughs> what, what is going doing? right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you doing? What's going right? What's going wrong? That's that's the lens through which I'm watching the MCU now. Whereas before I watch it because it was fun, and I hope I hope I get back there one day. Yeah, I hope you're right. It hasn't been fun for a while, man. I, I used to get so excited after every movie I saw in like 2016. I know we would like meet up and talk about it. It was a big deal. Yeah, we we had like all these theories and everything. And <laughs> remember how exciting Civil War was. Oh well, that I mean well that is a fantastic movie in and of itself. So that I mean that's you know that helps a lot. 
Like I've, I've got nothing on. There's nothing on the calendar that I'm like half as excited as I was for Civil War. <laughs> the only thing is, it, you know, the, you know what, you know what else is funny that we haven't even mentioned? Julia yeah. Louis Dreyfus. I know, I know. <laughs> what the up. hell is that? And it's like, what? Where's that going? What? What is yeah. that? Is that Thunderbolts? I don't even know. No idea. Not a clue. Harry Styles showed up. Yeah, we'll see if that goes anywhere. Blade showed up. Jon Snow showed up. All these people just showing up. Well, we'll see. We'll see if we want to do anything with this. Which I mean, I get the idea of like we have so much now. Like let's leave as many things open ended as possible, and then we'll pick up where, wherever we want to. Let's let's give ourselves options, right? Yeah. But I don't. I don't know if that's the. I feel like they weren't given themselves this many options in the first. In the first saga, the Infinity no, Saga, no, they weren't close. They weren't giving themselves this many options. There's a lot of options here, which may and maybe they can pull this out. And 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 by the end of this phase or era or saga or whatever, maybe we look back on it and go, "Wow, you know, they actually they they pulled it off. They did a really cool and interesting <laughs> thing." But but right now, it it's like again, I feel like I'm in limbo, which. We were in limbo in the middle of phase three with – at the beginning of phase three with Civil War, and it didn't – I wasn't this frustrated. Right. No, I was excited. I don't know. Maybe they're too obsessed with finales and endings, and they and they, and they they spend way too much time like setting things up and building things and having a big grand finale. I mean like the number of like MCU shows that do like a major revelation in the last episode or in the last five minutes of the last episode, it's like – well, you guys are really into big, giant surprises right at the end. Like, yes. Oh my god, I I have a friend who like Fisk um, in Hawkeye. Like, should have right. been introduced in episode two or three. They they yeah. kept it for no reason, artificially held it back just to yeah. do a big reveal. Right. No, of course. And I I have a friend who like he he was watching Miss Marvel, and me and some other people were like, eh, maybe maybe we'll watch it. And he he's telling us, and he's like, oh, you, guys, it, the finale is really good. I'm like, so I got to sit through five episodes of shit to get to a good finale. Like, that's that's not worth it. To, to, and the the really good finale is probably just some two second cameo. It turns out it is. So, well, that's that. I don't. I, I think I think the Miss Marvel finale is actually not bad. Again, what I keep saying not bad, pretty good. All the same thing words over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. But the the cameo is not what makes the Miss Marvel finale uh, a seven. But yeah, um, I, I take your point. Yeah, yeah, I think they they seem to be I mean, I uh, they seem to be really into big reveals and big big surprises right at the end of things. And right now we're in the middle of a phase and it's just like it shouldn't it should I mean they shouldn't feel this way. It should I don't know. Something something's gone wrong. Again, something's yep. gone wrong. I, and and it feels like it's it feels like whatever it is, it's within their control. And they could change it, and they're choosing not to, and it's frustrating. Well, we'll find out. We'll find out during Comic Con. When is that? I'm actually on the edge of my seat to find out what they announce. Yeah, are you being sarcastic? I can't tell. No, I'm. I'm so interested. Oh, okay. Let's see. Marvel Studios, San Diego Comic Con, 2022. Let's see. It's um, usually August, right? Yeah, I think so. Unveil the San Diego Comic Con panel lineup. Um. And Marvel booth starting Thursday, July 21st through Sunday, July 24th. Oh, whoa. So as we record this, it's this weekend. Is that is that whoa. right? Whoa. 
I think you're right. I think it was, I think July of 2019 is when they announced phase four. Um, well, I, I'm just, I'm just so interested genuinely because I think I saw a headline that's like Kevin Feige said like, oh yeah, you'll, you'll, you'll have a sense of direction before the end of the year. We'll announce everything and you'll get yeah, an I think idea. I saw that. Yeah. I think I and saw I'm like, headline too. I, I'm like, I'm dying to know whatever that is. Right. Because you're right. It feels it feels like where are we going? Where's how are we move? I, what's give me a sense of direction? Yeah, I get yeah, it. At, le- at least give me Young Avengers Part Two coming out 2026. You know, <laughs> <laughs> give me something so I know it's like okay, all right, we got all the chips on the table and they're moving this direction. Okay, but right now I don't have that. Right, I will say D23 also happens this year. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is Disney's own like announcement thing, and I think they're, they're so I think they're going to do D twenty three as well. And then if we learn anything from, from twenty nineteen, in twenty nineteen they announced like half the stuff at Comic Con, yep. half the stuff at D twenty three. So mm-hmm. even after the end of Comic Con, um, we might not have the full picture. Probably won't have the full picture, but it'll be something at least, I guess. Yeah, boy, this weekend that's going to be fun. Going to have to spend time on Twitter trying to watch it through somebody's phone. <laughs> There'll be there'll be a live blog. I think I think it, last time there was like a Reddit live blog or something. They just yeah, yeah. posted updates. So I'll just I'll just do that again, or I'll wait for the video. Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll see it on Twitter and or Reddit. I'll yeah, that's what I'll do. Well, that's Thor: Love and Thunder, <laughs> along with many 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 complaints about the overall MCU. <laughs> but I, I feel like the, the that that's the thing with this movie though. You know, is there's like. So little interesting things to say about the actual movie because all all of the criticisms I have are of the universe in a way, right? Abs- absolutely, I I totally agree. And these criticisms of the MCU have been building for a while, and this feels like the movie that kind of broke me. <laughs> right, right. And that being said, we both think it's pretty good. 